Hello, my friends. Yesterday at church, today's Monday, I was um, thoroughly impressed with the way that my husband presented a message on marriage. We're in the middle of a relationship series, which makes a lot of sense with it being February and February being the month of um, Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day being a day that we celebrate love and the relationships of love. And I personally like the way that Valentine's Day has become more than just a celebration of romantic love, but also a celebration of all kinds of relationships, friendships and <clears throat> family ships, you know, the relationships we have in our families and all of the different ways. Valentine's Day is always a special day in my life because it's my mother's birthday. And I think that's just so cool that the woman that I love, um, my mother has her birthday on Valentine's Day. So never does a Valentine's Day come and go without me thinking about her and um, loving the fact that I have such a great mom and happy birthday to my mom on Valentine's Day. But anyway, Tom was preaching on relationships and specifically on marriage. And um, I don't know why, but he chose the um, really the concept of submission as sort of the basis of his sermon. But what was so unique about it was that he preached mostly to the husbands with the whole theme being the word submission. And so uh, I'm going to, in today's podcast, I'm going to just sort of reflect on his message and share with you my thoughts about why this was such a powerful word. And maybe even for those of us who are wives or women maybe even in general, or just people in general. Why submission is a good word and not a bad one. So that's what I'm gonna talk about in today's podcast. Um, submission, the S word that we love to hate, or that we hate to love. <laughs> As I get started doing this recording today, I don't know if you're going to hear any of the ambient noise that's going on around me, but the sun is shining so brilliantly in Tennessee on this February day. It's February 13 when I'm recording this that I decided I just needed to sit outside for a little bit and soak in some of that sun. And I thought it was really quiet in my backyard until I started podcasting. And right now I hear cars going by, dogs barking. Somebody has like a chainsaw or something going on. So I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm sorry for the ambient noise. But the sunshine trumps all of that. And as you listen to this, even if it's a rainy day, just imagine it being the most beautiful, sunshiny winter day you could possibly have in the Mid-South. Um, where we do get to enjoy that sometimes on winter days. But I'm here to talk to you and reflect on the word submission. I want to first tell you, of course, the inspiration of this being Tom's message yesterday at church. But um, I want to tell you that years ago, I was diligently writing and, and teaching Bible studies. And I did a series of Bible studies called The S Words. And they were the S words that um, we, well, I guess like I'm titling this podcast, they were the S words that we love to hate or that we hate to love. And one of the S words was surrender. 
Another one was sacrifice, and I meant for it to be a three-part series, and I was going to get to the third word being submission, but um, somehow I never could hate to love or love to hate enough the word submission to actually get that particular Bible study completed. (laughs) But if I were to go back and dig up those files and work on that study, I would for sure plagiarize my husband's sermon, or at least borrow from it, and and approach this study of submission in the way that he did. So Tom took us to Ephesians chapter 5, and I'm turning there in my Bible right now, and Ephesians is one of those books can can really uh, get away from you if you're not if you're not careful, because it's nestled in with all those other little and dynamic books in the New Testament. But in Ephesians chapter 5, you're probably familiar already with the passage of Scripture that talks about wives and husbands. And the verse that we women love to hate, hate to love, is um, verse 22, Ephesians five twenty-two: Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body, that being verse 23. Well, I've always through the years taught that the marriage relationship, a Christian marriage, is supposed to be banked on these verses. What Paul is saying is that the Christian marriage is God's chosen object lesson for what his relationship is like with his church. And there's a whole lot of confusion in our world today about God's relationship with his church, especially as many people are um, dismissing the church, but receiving Jesus, like that's a big popular thing to do right now. Like I love Jesus, but I hate the church, that kind of concept. And if you go out there and Google it and search it, you'll find out that that is um, culturally popular. Uh, Got a lot, a lot of kids more than ever before that are leaving the church, not coming to it. They're flocking away from it and and saying that they're not giving up on their faith. They just are done with the church. So you can see that it today, Satan, just like he has wrecked marriages with the divorce rate skyrocketing, even amongst Christians, he's also in doing that, he's able to mar the, um, the object lesson that God has left the world for what it looks like. Like, uh, for him to have a relationship with his church. And much of that is marred because of this word submission. Tom did such a terrific job of just going ahead and admitting that we hate this word. We don't, we feel like to submit is to lose and to be the one that you, others have to submit to is to win. So they turn something that is um, actually Well, he went on to explain a good thing into a bad thing because it's win and lose. So I'm not going to reshare Tom's sermon in this podcast, but I am going to include a link to where you can hear the sermon. And I would encourage you to go listen to it while you're driving to and fro here and there or um, whatever it is that you do while you're listening to this podcast. So I'm going to put a link to it on the show notes so that you can hear his message yourself. It was really... It was, I don't know. I think when I was listening to it, I was like, okay, this is good. But then the more I get away from it, I'm thinking, this is really good that he chose to take the whole message and focus on this, on this word submission. But anyway, back to Ephesians chapter five, um, what's being said in this passage of scripture where, um, the subject being husbands and wives is that each one, um, in a biblical understanding have a role to play. 
And Tom made a good uh, illustration out of, it was Super Bowl Sunday. And so he was talking about on the football field when he was seven years old and you go out for the for the team, every kid wants to be the quarterback, but every person can't be the quarterback because even the quarterback can't play the game if the whole team is full of quarterbacks. And he was talking about how one role is not better than the other, it's just different than the other. And where we get wrong in our misunderstanding of submission is that we make one better than the other instead of things just being um, done in an orderly way. Like one person has to be in charge, but then another person has to contribute in the way that they contribute and everybody doing their part is what makes something great. And in this particular scenario, um, the whole relationship works because of love and love being something we do, not something necessarily that we're, we're feeling. Even though we do feel love, we don't let that feeling drive love. We let action drive love and feeling come and accompany it. You know what I'm saying? And if you, if you really want to do a deep dive into what love is, just go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and you'll see that love is something we do, not just something that we feel. However, in this passage of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, um, Paul is outlining this relationship, and what he's saying is that the husband ought to love his wife, and the wife, in turn, respects and submits to her husband. She lives under the loving... Um, protection and direction that the husband gives. And I think that Tom's servant was even broken up into, at first he talked about the wife, and um, then he even made a great point at how that whole statement in verse 22 was, after all, verse 22 of a whole chapter of verses, and it came right after a big old statement that was made ahead of it. And let me read you that, just because it's, it's significant to understand in the conversation. And um, he was saying that in some of the translations, there is no period at all between verses 17, no, no, verses 18 and 21. And um, because of that, then you know that from verse 18 to 21, one idea is being presented. So I'm going to read you those verses since you might not have your Bible in front of you right now. But it says in Ephesians chapter 518, it says, don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless actions, or I love the word debauchery, <laughs> but be filled with the Spirit. And this being a verse that we often quote saying um, that in the way that a person could be affected by drinking too much wine is the same way that a person, I mean, it's it's not the same way, but it's the it's the um, it's a similar way that a person could be um, affected by the feeling of the spirit, the spirit taking over, just like um, the wine might take over or leave somebody uninhibited or or whatever. That in the same way, the spirit will affect the way we think, we feel, and that we act. And so, instead of being drunk with wine, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he moves forward right from that. And in my particular translation, I'm looking at right now, there's 
there's a colon right there. That, not a period, but a colon in the sentence. And I'm looking to see what kind of book I'm on. I'm on the Holman Christian Standard Bible. And the colon right there. And then verse 19 says, Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music to the Lord in your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. And so this whole that I ran right from 18 through 21 is talking about how we ought to relate to each other. When we're filled with the Spirit, we're going to be positive with each other. We're going to be people who lift each other up. We're going to be people that are are um, engaging to be around because we're seeing the good and not the bad. And we're focusing on the good and we're dwelling on the good and we're continually reminding each other and spurring each other to be reminded that God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Like we're going to, we're going to do that with each other. And then it's interesting that he's saying all that, speaking to each other with hymns and songs and giving thanks to God in everything and whatever's going on. Recognize that you can be thankful for this because God's still on the throne. There's nothing happening that is, um, that's, con- that's causing him undue stress because he's still in charge. And then submitting to one another in the fear of Christ, meaning that we give and take, we, we yield, we make room for. Tom made the point that on staff at the church that we have to submit to each other. We have to yield. There are times when we have to pull back and let another be in front. There's times that we come alongside somebody, say uh, our, our children's pastor, Ashley, when she's leading Bible school, she's in charge. And everybody, no matter what their position is, they go to her to figure out what she wants them to do. She's in charge. And we submit to her so that we can come alongside and be helpful um, in pulling off that great, big, wonderful ministry activity. And so the submitting one to another, and then he said it leads into, he's now transitioning to talking about um, the husband and a wife, but really Paul's talking about Christ and the church. And he's talking about what that relationship looks like when it's the best representation, the picture for the world of Christ and the church. And it all begins with wives who should you submit to your own husband. You choose to place yourself under the protection and the direction of your husband. Then the rest of Tom's sermon was all about to the husbands and talking about um, how you handle the submission of your wife if you get the submission of your wife, (laughs) but how to handle that and not in an arrogance and not in a self-serving way, but in everything that you're doing, it's for her because you're so unselfish, you're living as unto her. You're willing even to give your life up for her like Christ did for the church. And then he talked about how you, for your family, husbands, fathers, you provide direction and protection. And as I was reflecting on this and Tom and I went to lunch, I was telling him it was really a fascinating message. Um, because he made the whole thing about submission, but then he turned it and really preached to the husbands pretty much the whole time, which is kind of a twist on things. And uh, I got to thinking that it's it's really uh, a freeing place to be when you don't have to be the guy in charge, when it's not your job to take care of everybody and it's not your job to give direction to the whole, then you can hone in on your little piece of it and give it all you've got. 
it distracts us if we think that we have to take care of things that are not ours to take care of. I used to have a friend that would always um, say that she was staying in her lane, that she wasn't going to drive in somebody else's lane, and she wasn't going to try to bump somebody out of their lane, that she was going to drive in her lane. And in that way, she was meaning that I'm going to I'm going to live my life content with the the boundaries that God has set for me. And that is an act of surrender, sacrifice, and submission. Submission. Submission is being willing to be submitted to whatever door opens and whatever door closes. Submission is also being willing to be humble enough to place ourselves under the leadership and the authority of other people whom God has put in those places of authority um, over us. And in that place of submission, then, we have freedom to exercise our giftedness, our creativity, our, um, our, our talent, everything that we've got, we can bring to the table inside of that protection and that direction that someone else um, has the role to provide for us. Are you, I hope you're tracking with me what I'm talking about. If you work with other people, and most of us do in some way work with other people, you understand what I'm saying. Like you, um, you live in harmony with each other and workplaces really advance their cause best when everyone knows their role and everyone is um, not just content, it's more than content. It's like you're free. Everybody's free to serve to their best ability because they understand clearly where the boundaries are and what those boundary lines are. We're in the middle of a of transitioning at our church, of Tom moving out of the role of the lead pastor and Sam moving into the lead role um, of of lead pastor. And this year... Tom is still in that role, and Sam's in an associate role where they're sharing much of their responsibilities. But it was a a very well thought through and um, meticulous process of Sam asking questions to understand exactly where what his role was and what were the extent and limitations of his um, realm of, of responsibility. And then for Tom to also, as, as they go through that, to, for that to be clearly defined. And in that way, they're both able to work together in harmony with each other this year because they have ironed that out. They've worked that through. They know. And just knowing helps to solve a lot of the ambiguity that creates conflict and confusion. And the way they decided to do it this year was not for them to share. They are sharing leadership big time. They're sharing leadership. But ultimately, one person is responsible. And this year, very clearly defined, that responsibility continues to lie with Tom. But next year, and they've even decided what the date is, that will shift. And Tom will move into more of um, a role of advisor without the responsibility of being in charge. And Sam will be the guy in charge. So basically, this year, Sam works under Tom's leadership. Next year, Tom, even in his advisory role, will work under Sam's leadership. And it takes a lot of humility. Do you understand this? For Tom, who has had the leadership for 35 years come next year, to submit himself under the leadership of his young successor. 
But the reason it's not going to work otherwise, because if he does not give himself to his um, to the leadership of that successor, then Sam doesn't really have the role at all. And it becomes very confusing and the confusion leads to the conflict. So in this way, they're exercising exactly what Tom's preaching that the home is supposed to look like. Now, when the person who's in charge is not there for themselves and they're not looking out for their own ego and they're not promoting themselves and hopefully in a church the pastor is always looking out for the for the promotion of the Lord God and not for themselves and if he's there to serve in the role that he's in then he understands that his primary role in the church I'm talking about pastors now is to provide direction and protection over all everybody else so that they can exercise their giftedness, show up in their places, and be free to expand and to dream and to work and to, and to thrive in the way that God has called them to thrive. Now, in the home, it's the very same way. If a father, um, a godly husband, takes on his proper role, then he's going to see himself as the one who gives direction and also um, is the one who provides protection. My experience and observation has been that when we as women are not willing to step in to submissive places in our marriage, our husbands are not going to fight us over that. If we want to be co-leaders, you know, like a church might have a co-pastor where both share the role. If we want to do that, the men in our lives are going to let us do that. They're going to respect us. They're going to make room for us. Some men even are just going to abdicate all responsibility altogether and let their wives just take it, handle it, and run with it. I cannot help but believe, and I know this is going to be controversial to say, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I cannot help but believe that the emphasis in the world on the rise of feminine um, uh, advancement, that women can do what men can do, you know, I can bring home the bacon fried up in a pan, that kind of thing, <laughs> that when we step into those roles, especially in our, and I'm not saying it's, it's, it's wrong or bad, many of us have uh, leadership giftings and, um, and abilities, but when we step into that place and insist on sharing that role in our home, rather than allowing ourselves to, uh, to live second, not second to, but to live under the authority of our husbands, then we're wrecking the whole system. Because when we step into that place, then we make it really easy for our husbands to abdicate any responsibility for providing direction or for um, being there to be the protection. And I want to pause right here and say that I'm being very distracted by the noise behind me. In fact, I'm going to look and see what's going on over there. I'm not exactly sure what's happening. Oh, it's several houses away, and it's some kind of huge equipment. I think they might be cutting trees and then uh, chopping them up into mulch might be what's happening. 
Anyway, back to my point of what I was saying is that when we as women have such resistance to the attitude of submission, because we don't rest there, we make it easy for our husbands to then not provide direction and protection. But the flip side of that is, and I even said that out loud at lunch yesterday when we were talking about it, and Tom goes, no, no, it's not just that. It's not because, you know, women aren't submissive or whatever. It's because of the selfishness of men. Because men are not willing to take their role of leadership and use it to provide direction and protection. Instead, they selfishly are using it just as an excuse to be selfish and then to abuse it altogether. And that happens too. And so bottom line is that we just live in a broken world, right? And that Satan loves to tear asunder our relationships with each other, which comes to another profound understanding, kind of an aha for me. When we choose not to live according to biblical instruction, then we are, (laughs) then we're stepping away from the blessing, the biblical blessing that comes. Like we're stepping away from how relationships really work. Wouldn't it make sense that the one who created man and then women, male and female, would know how best they go together and how best they would work even after the fall? And it is hard. It's hard to abdicate. It's hard to say, I'm not going to be in charge. It's hard, especially if you don't agree with the decision that's being made. But if we'll go ahead and agree with it, then we're posturing ourselves in a place where we can best have the results that can be um, the healthiest that they can be in a fallen world. And I guess I walked away yesterday with thinking uh, differently about submission. I thought of it not as a I lose, he wins because I have to give in to him. Not as a win-lose, but rather as a roles that we play. I have this role, he has that role. And, you know, I may not, I may not like it, but that doesn't mean I'm going to change to be a man. You know, it doesn't mean I'm going to uh, 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 have confusion about my gender. It just means I have to adjust. I have to choose to do what's the right thing if I want to live that, live um, as a disciple of Christ. Or I can, you know, try to do my own thing, which is what sin really is anyway, is just choosing my way over God's way. And thinking my way is going to lead to a better place than God's way will. And we get all kinds of deceived when we do that. But it also, my other observation, I guess, and my, my reason I chose to ramble about this in today's podcast, is it's really sad in our world today how men don't take on the role of giving direction to their families And they don't even think about their role as being the protector of their families. Many times women are fighting those battles by themselves. Like uh, children are on their electronics too much. It's the mama that has to enforce the rules or the, you know, things get crazy. Something really um, beyond you and something unthinkable is happening with your kids. And sometimes the father's response to that is just to go play more golf or, or go hunting more or, or detach and hide away, come in and just walk away from his family rather than kicking in and um, being very proactive in how he can provide direction and protection at that time. And so I think it was really, as I'm letting yesterday's message 
mull over in my mind. It was convicting in my spirit as to just how great it is that I can have a role where I don't have to be the one in charge. And because I don't have to have that role, I'm freed up to do so many other things that are really more in line with what I want to do anyway. You see, I can be nurturing. I can be hospitality. I can be, um, I can be the one who goes home and ponders and processes or cries or whatever. I can do all of those things because I don't have to be the guy that's making the hard decisions. But then also it made me really, really sad that, um, in our world today, we have um, lost what it means to be a warrior man, you know, a man who is capable and called and, um, and uh, made to be the guy, to be the one to fight for his marriage and to fight for his kids and to fight for his home. And um, so I don't know, that's where it, that's where it kind of left me sad for men and sad for women. And then I guess I'm sharing this because I just want it to be out there. I'm gonna, many times I've been a woman who has made great strides in, in pushing back on why certain roles are only open to men and certain roles only open to women. And I, I still will push back on some of that where I think it's not, um, not right. But, um, I also just think that there are, I wish, I wish there were better ways for us to both grow, you know, women to be like godly women, the way that um, works best, and men to be godly men. Don't you wish that, I'm thinking about the Super Bowl and just how incredible all the athletes are. Those teams were both amazing. <coughs> But every position has its own coach, and they're teaching them how to be the very best they can be in that position. Wouldn't it be cool if at our churches we had the same thing? You know, you can learn to be the very best husband that you could possibly be. You can learn to be the very best dad you can possibly be. You can learn to be the very best employer or employee. You know, wouldn't it be cool if we had specialty coaches, and the same for women, and the same for girls, like... And, and boys, if we could just understand that um, life is so full of so much opportunity and, um, and, and we can do so much more if we would just settle ourselves into our biblical places, into um, roles that are right for us and learn um, what we were made for. And I think that it's a journey, it's a process, it's a process of aligning ourselves with the mind and the heart of Christ so that we can get rid of any kind of deception that has been extorted by the enemy and replace it with truth. And um, so anyway, I guess I learned yesterday that submission is truly, it, it's not so terrible. It is a word that we need to dig around and to do a little more study and research on. And it, it's the word we love to hate and the wor word we hate to love, but it is a good word. So don't forget, I'm going to put the um, link to Tom's message in the show notes. And I really do encourage you to listen to it so you can get, he, he did such a good job of unpacking the word submission.
Submission, the word we hate to love, the word we love to hate. And wouldn't you know it, my bulldozer, my my tree cutter, my chipper upper, whatever's going on over there, decided to quit just as soon as I finished the podcast. <laughs> Isn't that the way it goes? But all of that's worth it. Even the background you're going to have to listen to for me to be able to sit and to soak in this amazing sunshine in the middle of February. So be encouraged, my friends. I... Um, Look forward to talking to you again next time.